0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You are good to go. Rock on. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. I'm your host, Remy, along with my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hi. And it is definitely hotter than July out there today, hence my album cover backdrop. Uh, I was thinking about this album today. It was bloody, blazing, ferociously hot out there. And I'm like, I haven't given that a spin in a long time. So I pulled out the old Stevie Wonder Hotter Than July, gave it a listen. It's a good, good-ass song. I got
1: home, and it was 84 degrees in my house.
0: Oh, gross. At least, like, I had to work in the heat, but then I come home to air conditioning. So that's nice. I wish. The car, the car has no air conditioning, and the work has no air conditioning, but the home does. So.
1: All right. While, yes. you're, while you're doing all this, I'm going to put um, our stuff on our socials. So make sure you follow us on our social media.
0: Yeah. And if you've got a question or a comment or a story, we've got a email and it's <laughs> we've like got a it barren email. wasteland. Most days we would love to hear from you guys. Seriously. Uh, at barside. Wait, what is it? You know, it.
1: side tales at gmail.com.
0: Maybe I should know the email too. huh? Yes. Uh, <laughs> send us your stories. Send us your fun stuff. Don't send unsolicited nude pics. We don't want them. Um, we'll put you on blast, like, if you do. Uh, but well, today we're going to be talking about... Emails, oh, I'll ahead. take. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just no dick pics, please.
0: All the lady bits you want. Hear that? <laughs> all the lady bits you want. No dick pics. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about a bartender's intuition. Uh, we've all got it, I think, if you've been in the industry long enough. You've worked long enough. There are certain things that you can pick up on, like right away you know when somebody's like getting ready to get into a scuffle or a fight you know when somebody's about to get cut off i've i've seriously looked at a group of girls and been like i bet you that one cries by the end of the night and she does you know like always you you got that sixth sense about things and uh so yeah i figured we'd tell some fun stories about that like all the you know the weird way that that just kind of comes into your consciousness after a while from being behind the bar you know what i mean absolutely It's good stuff.
1: I definitely have had a couple of those moments. You know, you, you get to know people when it comes to like working at like a regular bar, but, and sometimes when you're in a nightclub, you get to know like a handful of people really well, but you know, that helps out a lot if you actually know them. But then there's sometimes when you meet somebody for the first time and you're like, this is going to be a shit show. (laughs) Yeah. like It's not good. (laughs) not going to be a good situation here. You're going to be be great.
0: Yeah. Oh, like the the sixth sense, it's not always for bad things. You know, your intuition can be for good things. Like, oh, my God, we're going to become best friends, aren't we? Like, this is going to be awesome. You're a cool person. You can just get that vibe off of people all the time. It's part of what makes us good at our jobs is when you can read somebody's vibe and just tell, like, what kind of customer they're going to be, what kind of server you're going to be to them. You know, some people like you to chat them up and tell them funny jokes and stories Mm -hmm. and other people just want to be left alone and stuff. You you have to develop your sense of intuition. Otherwise, you're not going to last very long. I remember a girl that I worked with uh, for like a week. She came into a restaurant that I was working at and she was like covered in tattoos, really cool. And she was like, like, oh yeah, like I have a a part-time job. Like... At a circus doing like sideshow stuff, like sword swallowing and fire juggling. I was like, that's pretty badass stuff. Cool, you know. And her first night on the floor, she broke out into she like was crying in the back, just sobbing uncontrollably, because she got stiffed. And I'm like, Wait, what? Like, you get stiffed all the time in this industry, honey. You're not gonna get 20% off of every single tip. Not everybody is gonna dig you,
1: yeah. Not everybody's
0: gonna think your stick is cool you got to roll with the punches. You got to have a little more thick skin than that.
1: Well, did she ever use any of that circus stuff? Like,
0: I mean, no, she didn't stick around long enough for us to find out. I don't know what she expected, but it was like literally her first tip that got, that was like a stiff and she was sobbing uncontrollably, like really needed to be consoled. Yeah. I don't remember her name or anything like that. I wouldn't put her don't on blast. Like that. Like that, no, nah, she, she was not destined for the restaurant industry, but that was where my intuition would have been off. I would not have expected that from somebody who's like into so many kind of like tough things, you know? Right. Um, (laughs) What are you going to do?
1: I mean, but that's the thing is that you can use some of those like talents that you have just in your personal life to sell to people and have them tip the shit out of you because you're just like, like if I was a sideshow act, I'd be like, Oh, uh, you can tip me like, you know you're gonna tip me twenty bucks, but it's gonna be like stapled to my skin. You know, like if if I staple it to my skin, can I keep it? Like, come on, like there's something you can do.
0: So for you and me, that's cool. For a bunch of our friends, that would be like, oh my god, best waitress ever, right? But not everybody's like that. Some people, mm-hmm. some people are like, eh, get away from me, freak show. Do you know what I mean? Don't want. Some to people see are just like,
1: like tipping isn't something I do at exactly. all. Exactly. Right, and it,
0: th- that was the whole point of the story was just like you gotta let that shit roll off your back and, and forget about it like there's gonna be another table there's gonna be more customers count your money at the end of the night not after every table that you wait on that's just the way right. to do it you know life skills man you gotta be able to roll with the punches in the service industry it's the way it goes but the, you know the other times i've had people come in and you know right off the bat you can just be like oh my god this person's gonna suck they're going to want to talk my ear off and it's going to be about shit that I don't care about and don't want to. And you're right. You know, like 20 minutes later, they're just like babbling up a storm, talking about nonsense or talking about shit that you're not interested in. you're like, got a smile. And mm-hmm. Oh yeah, really? Like I got a ticket over here. I got to make, you know, I got some other customers. I'll be right back with you. I was always good at judging those ones. As soon as they walk in the door, like if I could roll my eyes, I would, but, I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, my friend Nikki said, miss and loved when you were my bartender, Lauren. So, hey, girl, what's up? And, oh, I miss being your bartender, too. Um, yeah, no, I there's definitely, like, people that, you know, like, when you have, like, somebody that walks in and you're like, I know that this dude's just going to order, like, a straight Budweiser and he's going to drink Budweiser all night or you're like you look over at a guy and you're like this dude's going to ask me for the most complicated drink but he's probably yep. going to tip yeah, the yeah. shit out of me at the end of the night. You know? Yep. Keep
0: usually kind
1: of people.
0: Usually that guy's got a pretty girl on his arm that he's trying to impress, you oh, know? Yeah. He's like, "Do you know how to make a uh... you're like, "We'll get you what you need. We can figure it out. Yeah, no problem." Exactly. I always like that and I, I, you know, I hated working at bars where they didn't have all the ingredients to make stuff like that. Like if you're working at a sports bar, you know, they're not necessarily going to have all the ingredients to make your fancy schmancy cocktails. And right. I, it would bum me out that people would come in and want to order them. And I'm like, I can't like, sorry. Like I would, but I don't have the ingredients for it. Like that just bums me out. It's, I would much prefer working at a bar that has just about everything under the sun that you can think of like you want some weird drink that nobody's ever heard of? Like I got five minutes. Hell yeah. I'll make that
1: for you. Or like, you know, when you like, for me, it was like working in nightclubs and everything. There's always the one bar that's a little bit slower than the rest. And I always tell them, I'm like, that's the bar that you should have like all the stuff at to make like Manhattans and stuff, even though that's not normally what we make. Those people that come in there and they go to that bar. It's usually because they want to stand there and like meander, like linger, linger there for a while. And they want to have like a good quality cocktail and not a vodka cranberry or something like that, you know.
0: Right. And then you can always tell the other bartenders at the big bar, be like, if somebody comes up and wants one of those fancy drinks, send them over to the small bar. You know, like we don't have it back here because we're kind of just trying to turn and burn. But they'll hook you up over there. And if everybody knows that, it wouldn't take but a couple of weeks for the customers to get used to that too. Like, hey, this is where you go for some, you know, more upscale, fancy drinks. And this is just like speed, you know, come on, come yeah. out as many vodka sodas as you can and beers.
1: I worked at a bar where like the slower of the bars had like beers that they didn't have in the back. Sure. And, but not necessarily liquor that they don't have in the back. Right. Like, all the same liquor, but they had beer. And I was like, I don't understand if it's just a bottle, then why not put like two or three bottles in the back too? You know what I mean? No, that doesn't make sense. But it's like, I understand having different liquors than they do in the back.
0: If somebody, if a customer doesn't know that that's what's up and they get that beer up at the small bar and then they go to the back and try and order the same one, you're like, oh, we don't have that. Like, I just got one up front. Like, you got to go back up front. Sorry. It's just a whole, Mm -hmm. that's just messy, you know? Yeah, I think I think if you if you had a nightclub style thing with like the big bar and the small bar and you were just known for like, all right, here's where you go. If you want to stand around and chat and get a fancy cocktail that the bartender can take their time because it's a little bit slower. But like in the bag, you know, just come up here and get your gin and tonics and your vodka sodas and your beers like that's it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, or shots, you know, just get us get us all the, the speed stuff. Like it wouldn't take long for people to figure that out and, and get it down pat pretty, pretty smart strategy. So I had a guy one time and he came in and he was one of those obnoxious chatty dudes that that you just like, everything he said was awkward and weird. And like, you know, I didn't want to schmooze with him, but he wanted to schmooze with me, you know, acting like we're best buds. And I'm like, I got it. You know, like I'll be cool to you because I got to make my tips and I'm cool to everybody and stuff like that. But he was really just kind of driving me nuts. And he walked around the bar like came around the back and took like two steps into the back area. And that's when I lost it and freaked out on him. was like, you know, I've been nice to you all night, bro, but get the fuck out from behind my bar. Like you're not allowed back here at all. And he tried to like, you know, Oh, I was just trying to throw something. Like if you got something to throw away, leave it on the bar. I'll throw it away for you. You don't come behind the bar. Like we're not cool like that
1: fuck i've had to deal with people doing that way too many times like <sighs> noxious i don't understand why anyone thinks that you're allowed to go behind the bar even my regulars why do you think yeah. you can get behind the bar i don't yeah. understand that i've never once invited you behind the bar
0: exactly no that's uh that's you insane. know you gotta be you gotta be at, at some kind of really really friendly corner dive bar and your buddy's working and is like hey man like, jump back there real quick, because I know that you bartend, too, and, and do something for me. You know, that's that's about it. That's about the only time when you're, like, not officially working at a place where somebody might ask you to come behind a bar. But even then, that would be, like, weird, you know? I
1: will say this. I did get invited behind the bar at my cousin Christine's bachelorette party. Um, right. I don't really remember going to bookies in downtown Detroit because that's how drunk we were all at that oh. point, like the last stop. And I only found out about it because my cousin sent me a picture of me behind the bar pouring shots. Yeah. Like apparently I was like, ah! Bartender. They're like, like, then hook it I up, may- girl. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a bartender. Like, let me pour my cousin shots. And they were like, Okay, here you go. Fuck <laughs> okay. it. Which so, I was like, Why would you let me do that?
0: Question: Was this old school bookies in the old building, or was it when they remodeled the the new place down on Cass? Was it when like fancy? Was it fancy and new looking? No. So there was. A-
1: no, 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 no. Old school bookies no, 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 no. was in
0: like the giant building.
1: Yeah. The yeah. Three stories, and it was really dark. <laughs> dark. elevator. Yes. Like, yes, The three that's, story building. So I that's didn't know that they story. even moved.
0: Oh yeah. They, so that whole building is, is being like redone and it's taken years and years. But when I was still living down there, they moved locations. Like they shut down that building. And then they moved over to a, like a they remodeled like this old building, but made it look really fresh and brand new inside. They got a rooftop and like all kinds of shit in there. Yeah, they wait, this really one nice had property. a
1: rooftop, but it didn't look super crazy nice or anything. Well, however, when it was brand new it was. It was during movement, and I was pretty shitty, so I could have just not noticed.
0: <laughs> I think just it was the drunk. new one, yeah, because it, it was a good, it was over 10 years ago. That I just know it.
1: that there was, like, an elevator that maybe fit, like, three people in it, and I was scared shitless the entire time going upstairs. It's, like, three stories, like, yeah. three levels to it.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the new one, for okay. sure. Okay when they remodeled this building it was everything was brand new brand new bars brand new tables brand new flooring like it looks great it was fantastic uh, the old place had, had charm though it was cool like it had a cool DJ booth and you know mm-hmm. like a, an old school dark dingy Detroit bar kind of feel to it uh,
1: yeah. Our friend Jack said the only person who should be behind the bar is the bartender stay in your lane can Jack that's my roommate drunk jack. Okay, what's up? what up drunk
0: dad yeah he's right you know it's <laughs> like hey, unless the bartender specifically asks you to come behind for some crazy reason do not take it upon yourself to do it and we've talked about that before like places that have the weird opening at the bar for the bartender or servers to come in and out right and people right. will stand right in front of it like this is for people to come in and out. It's a lane, customers. right? It's
1: literally a lane. Like, Move, do not block it. Get out the way. <laughs> get
0: out the way, bitch. Get out the you way. You know, like
1: working at Tipsy's, they have like a like a service well, but it's kind of yeah. like a weird placement for it because right. it's it's like front and center of yep. the bar, and so people will stand right there because it's literally where you would like intuitively go stand to get a drink. Sure. But it's literally right in the middle. And it's like, dude, poorly designed right there. Well, I mean, not poorly designed. Because I think that the idea, it's only one well, you know what I mean? So the service well is also just your normal well. well. But... I feel like if you're gonna have servers that have to go up to it, it should be to the side. Off to the side. You know yeah. Mean? It makes yeah. it
0: it's it would be uncomfortable for me as a server. And I I think a lot of old school neighborhood bars would have that, like the bars kind of split in half by the server station. You know, right. the servers come get their drinks in the middle and then you got your right half of the bar and your left half of the bar. And if it's done right with like a big kind of case of glasses and stuff like that, and like the little bars that come out. You know, people usually know not to stand there, but if the bar is packed enough, they're going to stand wherever the fuck they think they can get a drink. Let's be real. (laughs) Which is another thing you can, you know, you can always just tell like, oh, this dipshit's going to go stand in the wrong place. And you feel weird telling people that, you know, like, uh, excuse me, sir, miss, you're standing in the wrong spot. Like you need to stand over here, (laughs) like telling adults where to stand, but. Or when they just like
1: refuse to even listen to you when you're telling them like, Hey, I need to get there. Like I work here. I literally have to get there. I'm not just some other customer going move out of the way so I can stand where you're standing. Like I
0: legitimately
1: have to work.
0: No, it's, 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 I'm telling you it's essential and key. And if the bar industry ever makes a comeback after this whole pandemic shit is over, I think that's what I want to get into is like, consulting and building bars for people like, Oh, you want to open up a bar and restaurant? Let me come in and design your bar for you so that there's a server station that's in a convenient spot for everybody. There's a computer right near that server station so that servers can ring in their drinks and then get them or far enough away so that they can ring in their drinks, give the bartender a minute to make it and then head over to it. Um, Right. You know, placement of pop guns, placement of, blenders placement of dishwashers all that stuff is essential to like a really well-oiled machine a good working bar and i think i'd be good at doing that i think i'd be pretty solid at like all right i've worked on enough bars like let's take a look at your layout and your plan where you want the bar here's where we put everything behind the bar you know here's how you build it i could build a and bar. i
1: think i think i could definitely build a bar layout And it's always shocking to me like how many places I go into and I'm just like, whoever bought this place, whoever designed this place has never worked in a bar and you can just tell like they've never bartended a day in their lives.
0: Exactly. Yep. You've never served.
1: None of this is like any kind of efficient at all.
0: All right. Well, one of the best places I worked at was a guy who like, what he spent 25 years 30 years in the restaurant industry as a server and a bartender and so he hired really good chef that knew what he was doing he had that kind of like open kitchen look to it to where the customers could see the kitchen and what was going on and his bar was designed beautifully it was a big square with seating all around it and like plenty of room to walk around. And it was real close to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. All the glassware was set up nice. The beer taps were in, you know, were on the back bar instead of the front bar. So you weren't wasting any space in between. It was seriously, it was a, it was a great place to work and you could just do laps around the big square and take care of the whole thing by yourself. You know, one bartender could run the whole show and it was a good like 25, 30 seats with people eating and stuff, but just the flow, the way that it was. It was just like a
1: horseshoe or.
0: Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a big horseshoe, but it it connected all the way. So like the three, there was three or four seats on one end that usually didn't get sat because that was like the ass end of it towards the kitchen, but all along one side, all along the front and all along the other side was good. And it was separate from the rest of the dining room. Like it had walls up behind it. So you had to actually step up and enter the bar area
1: Mm-hmm. and it was,
0: you know, not connected to, you couldn't just, you know, you had to walk in the little entrance of it instead of just anybody can come at you from wherever. It was a good setup. I liked it a lot. Angelina's... That's the
1: thing is I really liked about Necto is like, so for people who haven't been to Necto, like when you when you walk inside, you have to go up to like a flight of stairs. You have to go all the way upstairs, or you can go all the way downstairs into the basement. But normally you would go all the way upstairs as soon as you walk through the doors, there's a bar right across from you. Or if you turn to the left, there's the main bar, which is three registers. But I think at other bars, they would probably have four or five, but yeah. next is really strong bartenders. And so they have three registers. Um, and the way to get into that bar, you have to go all the way down that bar to the very, very back wall. And then there's a little tiny hall, like little doorway. And you go through that. Yep. And I remember even before that, they went, before they redid the bar, there was only enough space behind the bar for one person to stand wherever you're standing. Like yeah, if you, you could stand in one spot, serve people, turn around and grab beer and stuff from the coolers without moving at all. So, you know, but it was like a good placement where like people Weren't trying to get back there. It wasn't like a way that, however, really drunk people would see the doorway and be like, "Is this the bathroom?" And it's like clearly it's not the bathroom because (laughs) we're bartending right here. Right.
0: Yeah. No, you can't pee. Yeah, can't pee right here. That's down our dump sink.
1: I know it's so bad, but the bathrooms were all the way in the basement. So imagine drunk people trying to navigate very narrow hallways downstairs and upstairs.
0: Dude, that place is a maze. If you're drunk and you don't know Necto, you can get lost real quick. It's big. But
1: it's huge. Like, people don't realize how big it is. And it's, like, huge. That place is huge. You're but like, it was awesome
0: outside.
1: <laughs> it was set up in such a way or it still currently is set up in such a way that you can have like one bartender in the basement making bank for all those people down there. Three bartenders upstairs making bank because there's a crap ton of people and three bartenders and then one bartender all the way over on the side and they're making bank because they're all like separated enough that yeah. they don't really like and like each each bar is in like a section so it's like you know, it's a whole different atmosphere from one bar to the next.
0: Oh, for sure. That's what I, I love about the like, place.
1: The bar is kind of like leveled, like the top bar, you know, is like the main floor, and then you go down like a half a floor for the smoking area, and then you go down the rest of the way to get into the basement. I love shit like that. I love maze bars where I'm just absolutely. like, absolutely. I'm going to go disappear for 25 minutes and somebody's going to come find me and I'm going to be in a totally different place.
0: Yeah. Totally different mood. Totally different. Right. Let's uh, we did that last time we were out there. We were like hopping around from this bar to the next and getting a drink here and getting a drink. there. got to go upstairs
1: and see my girl up there. Okay. Got to go upstairs and see my girl down there.
0: Lots of stairs, lots of walking around, but it it makes you feel like like different music.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what makes it like the best because you know, it's not just like, I can go get a drink at any bar. It's like, I go get a drink at this bar because at this time they do the emo sing along. And then upstairs this time they do, you know, super goth stompy stomps.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. The fact that it's so big that they can have a bunch of different kinds of really loud music going at the same time without it interfering with each other is impressive. Like it's cool. It
1: doesn't bleed at all.
0: Well-designed stuff. And then it's
1: like from there to working somewhere else, I'm like, man, why are these people doing this? Like I worked at a bar where like there's like six or seven registers. So there's seven of us bartending at once and they would have two bus tubs, like one in like a central location and the other at, at the end of the bar in a central location. And I'm just like, I literally have to grab drinks and walk them down to a bus tub in a nightclub. Right, with seven other bartenders turning around quickly and stuff, you know, and barbacks going back and forth. Like, just put the bus tubs underneath so I can just pick it up and throw it. Yep.
0: Can with I some- can I have my own bus tub, please? Is that is that too much to ask? Well, and that's another right. intuition thing. That's great. Is when you start working at a place and you realize that they don't know what the fuck they're doing everything's ass backwards and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm going to hate it here. You know, you can just tell right away, like they did not design this right. It's not being run, right. There's why, you know, why are you making us, why should I have to run all the way down there to go to a bus tub when it could be right underneath, right in front of me. And then I don't have to move at all and bump into everybody. Like, just think, you know,
1: right. Just think, Uh, you know, what the intuition thing about that, it's kind of like you can usually tell, or a good bartender can usually tell within like one shift, as soon as they walk in, they're like either bartenders have like a choice. They're either going to stay for like a couple of months until they find something else or they're going to stay there for like years and years and years. Yeah. They're like ride or die or get me the hell out of here.
0: Or they're just going to turn around and walk right out and be like, right, exactly. They're
1: either there for like a short period of time or they're there for life. And, you know, that's like one thing that I will say, like, I am somebody that works at places long term. I worked at Necto for eight years and Grasshopper for five years. You know, it's like I stay places long term, but I have a whole slew of like one day, one week. Sure. You know.
0: Yeah. It's it's the great thing about our industry is that, like, if it's not a good fit and I've worked at places, too, where they're like, we're not going to go through all the paperwork shit until why don't you come in and try a shift and you tell me like you think it's a good fit or not you know Just
1: see if you like it
0: yep oh the last place the last place was like that harbor house and i loved it and it was like you know i came in the fill out an app the owner was there sat me down for 10 minutes it was like come on in tomorrow i'll throw you behind the bar you make a little bit of money if it's a good fit it's a good fit if not no hard feelings you know what i mean but i'm like he's like i need somebody tomorrow i'm like sweet. Awesome. Cool. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is great. I could work here. You know? And it's like, it wasn't a perfect setup, but it wasn't horrible. You know, it was like one long bar and I'm like, I could, yeah, I can, I can make this work. This is no problem.
1: I was actually right next to Harbor house uh, the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. I was driving. Um, the boyfriend and I were going out trying to find dessert. Oh, right. On. we were like literally driving around. We we tried to go to Astoria and it was, slammed oh so then we tried to go to the other astoria and it was slammed and then we realized that it was saturday night
0: yep Um, oh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah we were like oh it's saturday night can't go places and get dessert um and then i found out because we were having a hard time like getting through traffic and stuff and i was like why is it so busy like what the hell is going on covid hello why are people out and about and then the next day i see like a thing where like about a um riot or whatever or not even a riot. It was actually just a peaceful protest, but it turned it in turned into something crazy. Yep. And I was uh, like, I had no clue. I was literally down there. I guarantee you that I was like just in the traffic of that. And I was like, oh for sure. I have no clue what's going on. I just want to get the declare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I just, want just eat some cream. macaroons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they do have some awesome sweet treats at Astoria. I, I, honestly, like, I can't talk up some of the great places in Detroit enough. There's some some gems that have been there for years and some awesome places like that. Like, it's always a disappointment when Astoria is slammed and you can't get in. You're like, oh, I don't want to wait 25 minutes for a treat. But, like, it's so good. All their stuff is awesome.
1: But I want that creme brulee real bad. Oh,
0: that creme brulee so. is fantastic. I got some good desserts there. <laughs>
1: they do, for real.
0: No, I have not been downtown Detroit in a hot minute. It's, uh...
1: Yeah, I was just passing through, really. Yeah, that's what's up. It's been interesting, you know, seeing, like, places that are open and all that stuff. I got a call back from a place I used to work at. They asked me if I wanted to come back, and, you know, it's just, like, I don't even know, dude. I'm in school now. I have no clue what my life is, so...
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Trying new hats, do new things. The world is not going to look the same,
1: right? <laughs> not for is my a fan too loud? Can you guys hear that? No. Hear it. Okay, good. I have it on super low, but I, it is like ninety degrees in my room right now.
0: No, nah, I got my fan on all the time.
1: I'm I'm getting I'm misty. I'm
0: well, Stevie's right there. Stevie's right there with you. Like, some, <laughs> just some of the coolest al- album artwork ever, man. I love it. Hotter than July. Sweating Stevie Wonder.
1: Is there a place that you ever worked at that at first you were like, this is going to be amazing? And then you meet, like, everyone is great, everyone's fantastic, and then you meet, like, one person that you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, like, as soon as possible. You know I mean? Like, you meet, like, the nighttime manager, and you're like, oh, God, if I ever have to work with this person, I've gotta go. Like,
0: fuck, there it is. There's the, that's the thing that's gonna be the death of me. Yeah, right. it, yeah, it was, like, it, it ended up being the owner, like, way too hands-on just like dude oh, just no. back the fuck off like we were all having a great time for a long time and it was like oh we gotta crack the whip down no more fun no more this no more that like and then he started like hanging around all the time and he was always like he had a real weird stare like he'd stare at you and stuff and, yeah just like <laughs> kind of a like a creepy look and so like, like dude, eyes that I... are
1: too big or yeah
0: like you know always surprised like quick quit eyeballing me. I'm doing my job. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) watch me like a fucking Hawk. Like, uh, but when you have a good thing going and too many people take advantage of it and just give away the bar for free and you know, it's basically stealing. So yeah, you got to crack the whip somehow. I I just didn't like, I just didn't like his style of doing that.
1: I remember that like, with a place I worked at where it was like, everyone was good. We hadn't had any incidents the entire time I was working there. And then one night, one like very seasoned bartender had been working there for like 10 years at the time, um, got too drunk and gave away the wrong change for a hundred dollar bill or something like that. And got in the customer's face and was like upset about it or something. I don't know what happened, but all I know is that after that, no one was allowed to drink anymore. No one, like everyone had to like, you know, like only could have one after shift drink and it had to be written down and like all this. Right. Stuff. right. And it was like, I don't even remember like exactly what happened. And it sucked because it was like two weeks before I became a bartender. So I would have been able to like sit back there and like drink and have a good time. But I ended up not being, well, I made red cup specials sometimes.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: We always did make some red cup specials, but yeah, I mean, like, you know how like there's just always somebody that you're just like. First of all, there hasn't been an issue with this person living there or working there forever, and then one time they get drunk, and everyone is going to be punished for it.
0: Kind of dumb. Well, plus it's, it's hard. It's hard to have, you know, you have it one way for so long where it's like, yeah, you know, hey, bartenders, do some shots. Like, yeah, let the customers buy you shots. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like a party here. And then all of a sudden, like, tighten it down and be like, well, no more doing that. Like, well, everybody's been doing it for so long. It's really hard to get them to change now. You know what I mean? Like. Right. As the people are highly functioning alcoholics that like that's why they work here so that they can drink on the job it's a dangerous right. game because it's really you know technically it's illegal you're not allowed to drink behind the bar while you're working and stuff and exactly but you know, places can get shut down when a lot of money's on the line. I understand it. You got to protect your, your I
1: completely understand that. But then, like, maybe do it, like, on a asking basis. Like, yeah, you know, you're allowed to do two shots throughout the night. You only get two, and you have to let your manager know when you're doing it. You Don't know, like, okay, cool. Yeah. But, I mean, I have... I can, like, hold myself pretty well. When I mean, you can tell that I'm, like, buzzed or drunk or whatever, but I can, like, count down a drawer. I can, you know, I can manage quite a bit of stuff while I'm drunk sure <laughs> that I probably shouldn't be able to manage and um you know it's like there's there's like a time that every bartender gets that when you're allowed to drink behind the bar that you just get too drunk just like a uh, little bit too drunk I've done that before <laughs> everyone everyone has that story of like when they got too drunk you oh, know i man. think mine i I think my boss found me in the bathroom.
0: Oh, like that's throwing
1: bad. up when I was supposed to be, you know, counting my drawer down.
0: <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. What? That's too much. <laughs> well, I've got a story for, that. I got sent home on Halloween,
1: um, Halloween
0: on Halloween. Yeah. And it was like, um, I was working outside and it was cold, but it wasn't that, that cold. And they had outdoor heaters, you know, they had like the, the for the patio. And so I, I basically like, I jumped on, the the patio. I was like, I'll work the patio. They're like, I love
1: working patio. Well, but I I
0: mean, like it was a cold night, you know,
1: I don't care if it's cold. I love working patio, different atmosphere.
0: Nobody else wanted to do it. And I was like, I don't care. I'll do it and stuff. And so one of the owners comes by is like, Oh dude, we got to keep you warm, man. Like have a shot. And then like 15 minutes later, like, yeah, man. So glad that you're out here. Have a shot and now remy's had like two or three shots and then like some customers came up and i did a shot with them and before you know it i was a little bit tipsy and uh yeah i mean it was my own damn fault i did it to myself i could have stopped i could have just done the shots that the owner got me and left it at that but you know (laughs) once you once you're in party mode and you're like having a good time it's kind of hard to scale it back and uh and so yeah so they ended up they're like send you home sorry I was pretty bummed I was going to make good money that night. I was like, eh, it's not a good look. Speaking not a good of book, Halloween, I'm,
1: I'm hoping that we're open for Halloween this year because for those of you that don't know, Halloween is on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. And it's fall back, so we get an extra hour.
0: Extra hour of Halloween.
1: Extra hour of Halloween, my favorite. So it's like if we're not open this year, and we have an extra hour of Halloween, and Halloween isn't happening because Halloween is canceled, just like the rest of, like, 2020 has been. Yeah. I'm going to be one really big witchy bitch.
0: <laughs> right? I'm going to be right there with you, because it doesn't look like this is all going to get magically solved in the next uh, I'm going to be
1: out there casting spells. Yeah, Running amok in the middle of my street.
0: Sending your Patronus flying. <laughs> <laughs> Usually my Uh, house
1: is the best house to come to on Halloween because I give out candy to the kids and I give out liquor to the adults. And unfortunately, I've had, I think last year I had one kid, one adult the entire time. So I just got wasted. (laughs) (laughs) And ate a crap ton of candy.
0: (laughs) I do like that though, where you walk up and they're like, you know, a bunch of adults are hanging out in the driveway and they're like,
1: ah, beer for the, you
0: know, beer or shot for the, parents and candy for the kids i do
1: i do pumpkin beers and i do apple cider shots or like you know fireball or something something folly
0: exactly something something sweet nothing you know we're not gonna give you just like straight liquor here or whatever it's gonna taste good bartenders for god's sakes right well i say you know if it's hard to say if kids are gonna go out trick-or-treating You know, doing this because they're already wearing masks and costumes and stuff like that. You can kind of do it social distance, but like, will people be freaked out by it?
1: I think the thing is that, just generally speaking, even before COVID and everything, a lot of Kids like weren't coming down around my street or like my okay. block in general recently because it was like they do trunk or treat. You know what I'm talking about? What is that? I
0: absolutely like, do. I've got a kid, so yeah, I know. Like, it's like when, drive to some fancy neighborhood. Is it just a
1: business like or something? God.
0: Honestly, like, do it. What What we did is when he when he was real little and first started getting into Halloween, we lived in an apartment complex, so that's not good trick or treating. No, so we found a cool neighborhood in the town next door and we drove over there and got out and walked up and down that neighborhood.
1: Okay. I used to do that when I was a kid, but I think, I think I'm pretty sure it's called trunk or treating. And it's like, when you go to like a heavily, like it's a heavily populated by like businesses, like downtown Ferndale, downtown Royal Oak. And then you walk them to all the businesses and the businesses give out candy because it's like, a business and not a stranger's house. They're not going to pull you, sure, pull your sure, kids sure. in. Which I'm always like, come on, like these, you know, nobody's nobody's putting drugs in your candy. No, <laughs> no. one is giving away free drugs. No. Okay, that's not a thing. No one's putting Those, acid in your kids or mushrooms yeah, in your kids. You know razor I mean? no blades
0: in the apples. And... Like,
1: Listen, I don't have that kind of money to no. be getting your kid fucked up.
0: There's like, th- there's definitely some, some sick twisted it. people out there. And I'm sure that some of those urban legends, are like, you know, they happened one time in, in, like, Salt Lake City or California or, you know what I mean? And, like, so it spread right. as an urban legend. It was like, oh, my God, we got to check all the kids' candy. I remember being a kid. And we had to, like, go through all the candy and check it to make sure that it looked like it was sealed up tight and stuff like that. You wake you up know.
1: without a kidney one time <laughs> and now it's one an time. urban legend.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just don't don't wake up without a liver. You kind of need that.
1: Or liver, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. No, you um, can lose
0: that's the thing. You can lose a kidney and still be fine. So they'll they'll take your kidney. Well they're not a regular. liver.
1: But what, right. what is the urban legend? It's liver?
0: I'm sure it's kidney.
1: Oh, I don't know. I no, I'm
0: saying just don't take my liver. Just don't I don't
1: take my liver, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can only get one heart, please. Don't take my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I mean, like so trunk or treating is kind of getting rid of the whole idea of like kids going house to house i guess sure yeah and so i mean i used to get when i first moved here 10 years ago i used to get 50 to 100 kids i would run out of candy sometimes or yeah. i'd have to run send one of my roommates to go out and get more kind of thing and now it's like like i said last year i got one one kid um,
0: sad that's a sad face very sad I don't know, man. Because as adults you don't go asking
1: for candy anymore. You go to bonfires and parties, house parties or nightclubs or whatever. But there's still kids out there that want to go trick or treating. You have to like be home to do that and then leave and go out. Just wait till nine o'clock.
0: I tell you, I've been I, I, like I said, I've been lucky with my kid. All the neighborhoods that we went to, because like we lived close by Milford, so we drive out to Milford and they do it up out there. Like oh, yeah. a lot of big spooky mansions and people like with all kinds of decorations out. Full
1: size candy bars.
0: Full size candy bars are good. And then um, then he was in uh, Gross Point for a while too, and they they do it up pretty good down there. Somebody in Gross Point, one of the one of the Gross Points, has like a, the full Coraline setup. Mm-hmm going on from the movie Coraline with like just giant blowups of every single character that you can remember. From I
1: love movie. Coraline and I love Tim Burton.
0: And I'm telling you, I walked by like I stopped and just like applauded. I was like, you guys really went all out with the Coraline stuff. Your whole house is Coraline. It was pretty dope. That was I watched my a
1: documentary last year about that. And it was like about um, the scariest haunted like mansion like home mansions you know scariest like you know haunted houses yeah and there are people that spend like as soon as halloween is over the next day they are like planning out and starting to buy the materials to like make entire mazes and like scare the crap out of people you know change it
0: up and do it yeah they live for halloween so
1: i like part of the documentary what made it like really interesting was that they had um they're like, they were like haunted houses that they're allowed to touch you, and yeah, you know what I mean like things like that. And some of the footage that I saw those, I was just like, that's not a haunted house. That's literally a torture chamber.
0: Right. Well, like, they and they do do that as well. Like there are places that like you can actually pay to be tortured, so to speak, without you know like they're not going to actually kill you. But like I've heard of things where you have to sign a waiver. That's yeah, you have like, to sign a waiver you're super like scared and stuff like that um now, i have some friends who who run uh, rotten manor which is a pretty good one in michigan and i think they're still on for this year like getting all ready and they're they're kind of like that like a couple of months into the you know a couple of months before halloween in the summertime they're getting it all set up and stuff i'm looking See, think at that thing. we should keep
1: haunted houses year-round
0: I don't think know, that that I should would just it. be a
1: Halloween season thing. Like you should be able to be like, you guys want to go to a haunted house tonight and go to yeah, one. Exactly. I understand that they're probably too expensive to run without like a constant thing, but just like escape rooms. It's like, if you had them all the time, then it wouldn't be like a weird thing to be like, Hey, do you guys want to go to a haunted house? You know, True. just saying yeah, I, I, out I, there, I, we have a VR a place and we have att- escape rooms. Come on.
0: A year round attraction. I think, uh, you know, that's probably why it doesn't do it because if there was demand for it and people could make money at it, they would do it year round. That just makes I mean, sense I mean, I see me.
1: escape room places all the time. I've never heard of anyone going to one.
0: Oh, I know people who have done escape I don't know.
1: Rooms. I mean, maybe one time, it's like they'll yeah. be like, Oh, let's go to this escape room. But then, I mean, do they change the escape room? Every month or something, or every week, like or I don't know. I've thing?
0: I've never been to an escape
1: room. <laughs> right, right.
0: And that proves your point.
1: <laughs> point uh, again, made. I
0: I don't go to haunted houses very often either. So I think I I'm do love been... haunted
1: houses, but I don't know. I don't like. I don't mind being scared. That's fine. I yeah. don't like like people trying to touch me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Don't touch me. Because, the, okay, that's the thing. Is like some of these places, they're like, well, they can't touch you. But I'm like, when you're like motioning at me, like you're going to touch me, that's when right. I'm like,
0: Yeah, like I might, you, know? you might not actually touch me, but I, I might actually punch you first. So right, I, I
1: might actually. Like, Reflex! Roundhouse <laughs> kick your ass. <laughs> 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 Nunchucks! Get away from me! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to walk through the entire maze doing this. Yeah, and exactly. And if you walk into me, it's your own fault. <laughs> I'm gonna be kicking and punching the entire way.
0: You got those (laughs) big, those big Hulk fist beer koozies and then like, you know, fucking nunchucks.
1: I want one of those. How do I get that? Like the giant hand beer koozie. I feel like that's like a well, first quality. you need
0: first you need fans back in baseball stadiums because that's where you usually get them—is at baseball or football stadiums. Not but just
1: cutouts of people's heads.
0: Sports are sports are canceled, so no. I'm pretty sure you could order something like that online. You could get a giant oh, fist, perfect. yeah, a giant fist beer holder, beer guzzie, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every party I go to, I'm just going to be the person with the giant fist.
0: I think that would be a good stick for you. Like, I really <laughs> think that that would work. You could rock that, girl.
1: <laughs> I would I would too. I would literally I'd... show up everywhere. With I'd go to a bar, pull it out of my purse.
0: <laughs> That's your thing, man. Just walking around like, "Hi, I'm Lauren. Nice to meet you." How's I have going, to bring
1: girl? a duffel bag with me everywhere to to hold my actual <laughs> purse items and my giant fist. Beauty.
0: Be fucking great, man!
1: <laughs> Conventions.
0: And they'd probably, yeah, they'd probably let you get away with it before they'd let me, yeah. somebody like me. They'd be like, "That dude can't bring that giant fist in here." Oh, she can. She's a sweet little blonde girl. She's not gonna hurt. I would just be like, giant "Please,"
1: fist. and then they would let me.
0: Right. So, so they needed they need to design like a giant Sailor Moon fist for you. Yes. Like, doesn't she have the the big kind of cuffs like on she her gloves?
1: Like, she has like, uh, like at the top. There's like a ribbon there, kind of thing. But no, okay. it's not right. like.
0: It's not giant.
1: I'll just have to stick with, like, She-Hulk.
0: Yeah, She-Hulk. I'll
1: have to, like, paint the nails so (laughs) it looks like a girl's hand.
0: That would be cool, too. Tattoos (laughs) on the knuckles.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. well, little henna tattoo on the top of the hand.
1: What would it say, though? What would the tattoo on the knuckles say?
0: Oh, love, for sure. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure love. (laughs) Or drunk with, like, yeah, with like a backwards R and a U because there's only four knuckles instead of five. So like Oh my god, you know, that's
1: so funny. The D and
0: then R backwards and U on the same knuckle and NK. That's actually that's a pretty hilarious. good idea for a tattoo. Like.
1: <laughs> Got a lot of really good tattoo ideas. I don't know how many of them <sighs> I'll actually get, but I really want a bunch.
0: I know, I know. Uh dude uh, Good, a good friend of mine, Dan, who passed away like a few years ago, had one of the best, like most epic tattoos I've ever seen. And it was a whiskey bottle uh, upside down, plugged into his liver, like kind of on his back. On oh his back. And on the whiskey bottle was a pirate ship and it said, shiver me liver. And I just thought that was <laughs> like the coolest fucking tattoo I'd ever seen. Like, oh, my God, it's a whiskey bottle plugged into your liver. Shiver me liver. How cool. It was good detail too, like lots of little waves around the ship. You know, it looked like a real whiskey bottle with a with (laughs) with an old fucking Viking warship on it or something.
1: Tattoo like realism, you know, just realistic tattoos. Like those are the best.
0: I mean, it wasn't so much. It wasn't so much like ultra realism or anything. It was just. It was just really, really well done. You know, like it was. It was believable. It was more cartoonish because it's a whiskey bottle plugged into your body. Sure, sure, (laughs) but. Really good, really good style. Uh, I love that tattoo and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Man, we went all over the place, didn't we? We were talking about bartender's intuition then we ended up finishing up with Halloween and tattoos and all kinds of stuff. I, we we got to get like, don't, don't go, don't go spending all of your, all of your hard earned money on one of those big fists. Cause you got a birthday coming up in a couple of months. Like maybe that'll be a surprise. <laughs> okay. Maybe when all wait. this is over, I can't wait to just walk around with this
1: giant everywhere I go. I would literally I honestly, just sit in my purse. <laughs> I can't
0: wait to I can't wait to just go out again. Like I I went out I once know. this past week. I I had a big day on Saturday. That's what I'll tell you about my big day on Saturday. <clears throat> so like I got up and I dropped my kid off with his mom and then I went to work and then I went golfing with my brother and we split like a 15 pack in about 12 holes. <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, you know, seven beers, 12 holes. We were, yeah, we, we chugged them down pretty good. So we were, we were silly and laughing, like not enough to be drunk at the end of it, but you know, seven beers in two and a half hours, three hours. It was uh we were feeling good or we having fun. Then a friend of mine was having a little birthday party out in there, out on the the driveway, like, you know, open garage and just sitting outside social distancing. But like handful of friends getting together and hanging out and that's been fun I have liked the the kind of intimacy of that as opposed to going out to a bar where there's like a bunch of other people trying to tell stories all at the same time right and really loud music it's like somebody playing music on their little speaker from their phone and then just a bunch of friends hanging out you know outside maybe a little bonfire going off to the side or whatever
1: that was yeah cool. absolutely
0: but at, but then then I headed downtown, or I headed down to, to Hamtramck to, to meet some friends at uh, Whiskey and nice. saw and, and saw their setup. They've got a really great setup for COVID because it's like nobody's in the bar, just the bartender. Like you come in wearing a mask, you order your drink, and you get the fuck out. You go out to the patio, so like nobody's lollygagging around inside. And I liked it. I'm like, this is cool. It's nicely spaced out outside, so you're not feeling like you're on top of people mm-hmm. and everybody can have like their own small little clusters of friends and whatever, and you're taking your chances with them. But I definitely felt uh, safer than I would going to a bar where it's all indoor, you know? And like, everybody comes in, sits down, takes off their mask, puts it on to go to the bathroom. Like that's doing anything like, come on.
1: Yeah. And like when we were all there, I went in and I was like, I even asked them, I was like, it's an off chance. Like, do you guys even have wine? Cause it's the only thing I can drink that I don't get totally like feel like shit the next day you know? right
0: yeah
1: I can wake up feeling great so I asked them if they had wine and they were like yeah we've got wine they had little splitters of wine I oh love whiskey whiskey in the in the jar I love that
0: Great little bar. And I think like they're honestly they're doing it right. Like they they do not feel like the kind of place that's gonna be a hot spot. I feel like if somebody was there that had COVID, they wouldn't necessarily be spreading it to everybody else that's there. You know, it's like everybody was kind of sequestered into their own small groups and you know, there was a little bit of light chit chat going on in between the groups or when people would, you know, pass by each other and see recognize one another. But uh yeah, it was it was a good time. And it felt good to to get out like You can't just stay cooped up all summer long.
1: That's no fun,
0: you know.
1: (laughs) Here's the thing: I know a lot of people are like, "You shouldn't be going out at all. You shouldn't be going out. You shouldn't be going out at all." And I'm like, I totally get that. But if you're going to a place that you know that they are taking it seriously, sure, and they're following good social distance practices, and they're making it easy for that to be a thing, then by all means fine, go ahead and go to these places. When you go to somewhere that's completely irresponsible and no one's wearing masks and everyone's just kind of doing their own thing and they don't give a fuck and go ahead and shut us down, all that stuff. Yeah, That's when it's like, you are not supposed to be doing that. I'm not going to like sit there and be like, oh, well, I went to a bar so you can go to a bar. Like I've been to one bar since this has all opened and that one bar I went to They were practicing. So all the tables were separated. You could Mm -hmm. only really be hanging out with people that you came with. You had to be wearing a mask. Sure. You know, like even in my school, (coughs) we had to wear a mask the entire time.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet. No, again, it's, I I think the, the way it's spreading the worst, as far as what everything that I've read and heard about is like, if you get a large amount of people inside a confined space. And they're talking and they're not having masks and stuff like that's where, you know, that's where you're going to pick it up from. If you're going outside and there's like fresh air moving around and stuff like that, it's dispersing it. So, like, yeah, somebody might have it, but you're not right in their face talking to them without a mask on. I think you're pretty good. Sure. I'm hoping. Me too. If we die, we die. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it.
1: No, no, seriously though I've been making sure that I wear my mask everywhere I've been making sure that I'm not Same. you know, Touching people, hugging people Shaking hands, all that stuff Normal stuff, sanitizing yep. um, Places I've sat at and all that stuff it's, I keep sanitizer in my purse I keep sanitizer in my In my um, Car, I have one right at the entrance Of my house You know, Good. everyone Good is stuff. washing their hands And sanitizing, that's yep. all that really matters Wear your mask sanitize, wash your hands, do all that. That's what I
0: think. And, well, and
1: Normal hygiene shit.
0: And wash your masks too. Like and that's a good thing. wash <clears throat> your Like you can't, it doesn't do any good if you're just wearing the same mask over and over and over again. Cause I got the cloth, I got a bunch of cloth masks that I feel like are doing a good job. I just, you got to rotate them out and you know, throw them in the wash, get them clean. The other
1: thing I want to say too that I notice is people touching the outside of their mask. Yeah, that's not good. That's, don't do that. No Stop point. Them. Stop doing that. Don't touch it. That's
0: not supposed to do that. Touch it. <laughs> no touchy.
1: We went off on a tangent
0: We always go off on a tangent That's what Taylor's website is all about <laughs> And that's why I love you And that's why we're friends And that's why we have a great show <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell
0: them where they can reach us, Lauren
1: Okay, per usual If you have a crazy story to tell us about All the time that you spent working in the service industry Or if you have friends that work in the service industry Or you've just been to a bar ever Or you've ever had a drink Or just fucking message us You can contact us, send us your stories at FarsideTales at gmail.com
0: dot com. tales at gmail dot com.
1: Yeah, send us their stories. Damn send it!
0: Yeah, we want we some stories. I, I do. I just want to like tell a story. Like I'm okay you know, with
1: questions and stuff like that, fun. but I really want to talk about some things, some crazy stuff that other people have seen. So Wild I would shit. love to have some of those.
0: People throwing up and then fighting and falling into the puke and like somebody getting stabbed with a broken cue pool cue and. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Let your imagination run run wild. But send us a good story. I think that would be fun. Me too. And maybe we'll read it next week if you send it to us.
1: Yeah, on the air. It's like you're famous almost. You'll have at least us two and like my mom and my sister listening.
0: And Dave listens in. And
1: Dave Dave will listen to it. I do.
0: Dave's got got an ear on it. (laughs) All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in tonight. We love you all. Stay we safe love out you. there. Have fun. We'll Bye. see you next week.